0: Mr. President, we have a national emergency. This is one of the things that we can shoot first and ask questions later. Uh, Normally you can't do that.
1: All of a sudden these trees started moving out of the way. They parted for me. And then I came out into this opening
0: and there where I saw Jesus Christ.
1: An American socialist. Norman Thomas, six times candidate for president on the Socialist Party ticket, said the American people would never vote for socialism. But he said, under the name of liberalism, the American people will adopt every fragment of the socialist program. He is more imminent, more imminent, more imminent. James Madison, 1788, speaking to the Virginia Convention, said, Since the general civilization of mankind, I believe there are more instances of the abridgment of the freedom of the people by gradual and silent encroachment of those in power than by violent and sudden usurpations. Casting live from a secret location buried deep below the earth. You're about to make a connection to the signs of the times. W. Dean Shook is live on the air right now. Welcome in to End Time News. I am your host, W. Dean Shook. Thank you for being here. I appreciate all of that. I have some breaking news that is literally breaking in the last two hours. You know, if there's anything that I ever wished that I would be wrong about, was the acceleration of fighting and war and the hatred in the Middle East. But like I've been saying all along, this is going somewhere. It's not calming down. Now, it's always been a question to me why ISIS, being as busy as they are, why have they not threatened Israel today? All of that changes. According to Breitbart News, ISIS prepares to attack Israel in north and south in what's called a pincer movement. And Breitbart is reporting, with ISIS continuing to hold the upper hand in Syria and Iraq, it appears the terrorist network is planning what military strategists call a pincer movement to attack the Israeli homeland on the north and the south. Three Syrian rebel groups switch loyalties to gain ISIS support for attacks on the Israeli-occupied Golan Heights. According to a report by Fiscal Times, ISIS is now able to coordinate with Egyptian-ISIS-aligned terror groups in the Sinai to simultaneously pressure Israel's northern and southern borders. So here's the deal. As of December 11, 2014, the total cost of operations against ISIS since aerial bombing missions began on August 8, 2014, is about $2 billion dollars. The current cost is about $8.1 million, according to data released by the Pentagon spokesman commander, Bill Urban. Although the U.S.-led coalition task force named Operation Inherent Resolve claims to have impacted ISIS command and control, resupply, and maneuvering in Iraq and Syria, the number of ISIS fighters is still growing rapidly. No one is claiming that the bombing has slowed down ISIS recruiting of fighters. As a testament of the difficulty of using planes to fight ISIS on the ground, after hundreds of aerial sorties in the strategic border town of Kobani, only 50 ISIS fighters have been killed. However, the PR value of being at war with the U.S. continues to swell ISIS regional and international ranks. Let me repeat that. The PR value... Them being able to say that we are at war with America has made ISIS regional and international ranks swell. They love that idea. ISIS has been criticized by many Arab and Sunni extremists for fighting Muslims instead of making war with Israel. A coordinated attack on Israel would be a PR bonanza for ISIS popularity and undoubtedly would spur recruitment and funding efforts. Most of ISIS' top military commanders are former senior officers in Saddam Hussein's army that was facing the U.S. in the Gulf War. You'll remember Saddam hurled hundreds of Scud missiles at Israel in an effort to inflame the entire Middle East by goading the Jewish people into that Gulf War. Although it didn't work. And right here at home, ISIS hacks a U.S. news site. They posted, We are already here. Claims to know where you live, what you eat, your diseases, and your health insurance cards. This was literally published just a couple hours ago. The post went on to say, You'll see no mercy, infidels. We're already here. We're in your PCs. We're in your house. We're in your office. With Allah's permission, we will begin with Albuquerque." That was the ominous message posted by someone purporting to be affiliated with the Islamic State who apparently hacked the app of New Mexico's largest newspaper, the Albuquerque Journal. They threatened Albuquerque residents on Wednesday morning. The posting was accompanied by the headline, Christmas will never be merry any longer. And a dark photo of a figure wearing a black and white checkered headscarf Text in the middle of the photo read, Cyber Caliphate and I love you ISIS. The post also stated, while the U.S. and its satellites are bombing the Islamic State, we broke into your home networks and personal devices. We know everything about you. The hacker told Albuquerque residents, you will look around more often. You'll call up your children more often. Think of your security more often. But that won't help you. Now the website shut down for several hours while the posting was removed. The journal posted a note on its website confirming the attack. It also stated the FBI has been notified and there was no data breach. Information system director Monte Mayette said the alterations appeared to be limited to just one story. News outlets have reporting for months that ISIS has planned a cyber caliphate against US technology using encrypted software. In September, the FBI warned of possible cyber attacks in retaliation for U.S. airstrikes. NBC reported the FBI released a bulletin to law enforcement and U.S. businesses that cited recent non-specific and probably aspirational threats made on social media platforms to carry out cyber as well as physical attacks in response to the U.S. military presence in the Middle East. The FBI warned that such attacks could include message-expressing support for ISIS and or imagery such as the black ISIS flag or graphic imagery, pictures or videos of ISIS executions. Some Islamic militants have boasted online they will soon be capable of attacking America's infrastructure or financial system, according to Fox News. And there's a breaking story about the alleged cop killer in New York. And much more right after this short break. I'll be right back.
0: You know, it seems these days that not a single one of us steps on a train, boards an airplane, attends a concert, or a sporting event, and doesn't have at least a fleeting concern that terror could strike. The reality of the post-9-11 world is that we're at war and we are a target we all live with some level of uncertainty and fear it's easy to lose sight of an issue that defines our generation the need to stop terrorism in our time our president apologizes for America and he's made it clear that the era of American exceptionalism is over He campaigned on closing Guantanamo and trying terrorists in civilian court. On his second day in office, he stopped enhanced interrogation and he closed down the black sites. You know, where we got the intel that ultimately led us to Bin Laden? He has all but abandoned Israel despite the fact that Iran is the world's leading sponsor of terror, that openly calls for the annihilation of Israel. All while Iran develops a nuclear bomb that they recently announced could be delivered to U.S. targets via missiles developed during Obama's presidency. While he does nothing but talk. The question for every American is simply, are we safer? Arewesafer.com provides you with the facts and the potential consequences of these failed policies so that you can make informed decisions. I mean, let's face it. If things don't change, everything will change. And we all hope that day never comes.
1: There is a sense in the world. There's a sense among believers. There's a sense among unbelievers. There's a sense among all peoples. That things are unhinged. The Middle East is unhinged with uprisings, revolutions, and where's this where is this heading? How are followers of Jesus to relate to all of these things? How do they relate to biblical prophecy? America is in spiritual moral crisis, Uh, values are changing, and so rapidly, I mean, that have not happened in the history of man. How are level-headed, responsible Christians to relate to the testimony of the biblical prophets and the unfolding of chaos throughout the world? Not just believers are wondering, is this a sign of the end?
0: our allies risk losing the freedom we cherish
1: we must not let the jihadist government of iran get a nuclear bomb president obama has had opportunity to stop them but he's failing. failing join with us and let's secure america now Hi folks, have you noticed the federal government and police departments are using drones for everything? Drones are expensive. They're hard to fly. It can take up to a week just to learn to make a drone hover. Not anymore. There's a new generation of drones that are not only affordable, but very easy to fly. Now you can have your own personal drone anything from a micro mini that'll fit in the palm of your hand right up to a full-scale model 10 inches in diameter like the model I have the V949 Pro comes with a 6 axis 4 rotor blade and an HD 2.4 camera mounted on the bottom these drones are made of a space age polymer they're durable and don't worry about crashing your drone replacement blades for this drone from the website are only a dollar eighty for a pack of four that's right, I said eighty for a pack of four replacement blades. You can also get an extra long life battery. This battery allows you up to a half hour of fly time with a maximum speed of 40 miles an hour. Have your own personal drone and you can get all of this... For under $70, if you go to the website, wdeanshook.com, and click on the banner on the webpage, you can get from 7 to 22% off your personal drone. It's shipped as a kit. You can be up and flying your own personal drone with an HD camera within a half hour. Come to the webpage, wdeanshook.com. Click on that banner and get your discount today. wdeanshook.com When you download the iHeartRadio app and put the W. Dean Shook Show on your list of stations, you will prove to the world that you're a little bit smarter than everyone else. The W. Dean Shook Show, your connection to the signs of the times. Do you think the media is biased? Maybe they're leaving something out, or there's something they're not telling you. Now, you have a source for the truth in the news. W. Dean Shook, End Time News, your connection to the signs of the times. And Thank you for that short break. I appreciate it very much. The email is contact at WDeanShook.com. The webpage is WDeanShook.com. Please join us on Twitter. Be part of the conversation. That's WDeanShook. Facebook is WDeanShook. And before we get to the rest of our stories, let me thank our global listeners. Everyone throughout the U.S., coast-to-coast, Australia, the U.K., Western Europe, France, Germany, and Russia. Thank you so very much, all of our friends in South America. You guys are flooding this website. I'm getting emails from everyone around the world. You are the reason that this program is successful. Thank you so very much. So let's get on with a breaking exclusive from Got News. New York cop killer worked for an alleged Muslim terror front group. Now, Got News is reporting the Muslim New York City cop killer, Ismali Abdullah Brinsley, worked for a Muslim Brotherhood front group according to his Facebook page. gotnews.com has confirmed and exclusively discovered that Brinsley went by another name, Ismali Abdullah Mohammed, and that he worked for the Islamic Society of North America. The Islamic Society of North America is a Muslim Brotherhood front group. It was described as an unindicted co-conspirator by the Justice Department in 2007 in the Holy Land Terror cases. Brinsley, a.k.a. Mohammed's Facebook page included liking pages like I Love Islam and I Have to Be More Philosophical About My Life. Brinsley's terror attack recalled an earlier hatchet attack against the New York Police Department by a Muslim fanatic in October of this year. GotNews.com has already established that Brimley's past brushes with the law and hatred for the police came long before the controversial death of Eric Gardner and Michael Brown. And on our southern border, according to ValleyCentral.com, Police say cartel claims they have kidnapped a Border Patrol agent. A person claiming to be a member of a cartel said they have kidnapped a border agent and threatened the agent's life, according to police. Border Patrol is making contact with all personnel in the Rio Grande Valley sector at this time. They have not confirmed that all agents working that day have been accounted for. Now they're working to verify all those off-duty at the time are safe. The caller dialed 911 yesterday. They said they had kidnapped a Border Patrol agent. La Jolla Police Chief Giovanni Hernandez confirms that. The La Jolla Police Department contacted the Border Patrol and the FBI. A Border Patrol spokesman did not confirm the threat, but they did confirm the agent is doing an accountability check of all agents stationed in the Rio Grande Valley sector. And then... They released two statements, one from the Border Patrol and one from the Border Patrol Union. The first one from the Border Patrol says, as of 10 a.m. local time, all on-duty RGV sector agents have been accounted for. At this time, RGV sector has not been able to corroborate the authenticity of the phone call received by the La Jolla Police Department. Nevertheless. Through an abundance of caution, the sector continues to pursue exceeding protocols to account for all RGV sector agents. The sector is also communicating with the CBP Office of Internal Affairs, the FBI, the La Jolla Police Department, and the Government of Mexico regarding the original call. The Border Patrol has set out a statement saying we are closely monitoring development and the possible abduction of a Border Patrol agent in the Rio Grande Valley. This incident is just a reminder of how dangerous this job is. Every day, our Border Patrol agents put their lives on the line to protect our nation and our neighborhoods from drug cartels, criminals, and terrorists. Currently, all on-duty agents have been accounted for. The agency is now in the process of contacting all off-duty agents to ensure that they're safe. If confirmed... That an agent has been taken hostage by drug cartels in Mexico, this would be a nightmare scenario. We make a promise to our fellow agents to do everything we can to ensure that they make it home safe each night. We will not rest until this promise is kept. My goodness, and I have to tell you this one from Campus Reform. From Stanford University. The Dean for Religious Life claims churches should focus less on religion and more on art. You know, I got to tell you, this story really didn't surprise me much. Here's how this story reads from Campus Reform. Stanford's new Dean for Religious Life said in a recent interview she's not very churchy as a person. The very Reverend Dr. Jane Shaw advocated that the church welcome more people without converting them and not even necessarily to do religion all the time. Shaw is an LGBT activist and lesbian. Stanford announced that Shaw, 51, was to join the school's Department of Religious Studies in July as dean and professor of religious studies, moving to the school from Grace Cathedral in San Francisco At Grace Cathedral, Shaw was not only the first woman to head the church, but the first openly lesbian dean, according to the university's press release. Shaw is to, quote, provide spiritual, religious, and ethical leadership at the university community, serving as a minister of Memorial Church and also teach undergraduates and graduate students as a professor of religious studies. They went on to say, we're lucky to have found Jean Shaw, both a charismatic leader and an accomplished academic to lead our office for religious life. Dean Shaw is equally committed to the education mission of the university and the ecumenical mission of Memorial Church. I think the great crisis of our day is climate change and the environment. Shaw said in a video interview, So I'd rather hope that more people would take that seriously and begin to think and reflect on what we do with our own lives and how they can bring some pressure to bear against climate change. Shaw previously taught history and theology for 16 years at Oxford, where she also received her undergraduate degree. She received her MDIV from Harvard as well as Ph.D. in History from the University of California, Berkeley, Colgate University, and the Episcopal Divinity School. Both have awarded her honorary doctrines. And in a continued effort to push God out of society, here's a WND exclusive, Washington Plants Favor for Sharia Run Society. Oh boy, here we go again. According to the United Nations on Christmas Eve, religious police in the capital city of the Islamic Sultanate of Brunei ordered business owners to remove Christmas decorations or face arrest. When Brunei, a tiny oil rich town that shares the island of Borneo with Malaysia and Indonesia, adopted Sharia law earlier this year. Some questioned whether the harsh penal code that includes amputation, stoning for blasphemy, and other crimes could actually be enforced since a third of Brunei's population is not Muslim. The crackdown on Christmas came this year answers the question. Restaurant and cafe owners in Brunei's capital city of Bandar Sri Bhagwan told reporters they were ordered to remove Christmas decorations from their establishments by authorities who cited Sharia Penal Code Order 2013 prohibiting exhibits of decorations that are against Islamic belief. Violators face a $15,000 fine and imprisonment for a term of up to five years. The ban on Christmas decorations is not the only restriction on religious freedoms. The Sharia Penal Code bans non-Muslims from teaching or even speaking freely to Muslims about their religious beliefs, punishable with heavy fines and imprisonment. All other religious groups are required to register with the government. Muslims who convert to another faith could face a death penalty, and Christians who have brought Bibles into the country have been imprisoned. Despite the nation's record of religious persecution, the Obama administration is pressing forward with a plan to designate the Sultanate of Brunei as a most favored nation with special trade privileges under the proposed Trans-Pacific Partnership trade agreement. Incoming Senator Mitch McConnell has said approving the agreement is one of his top priorities. Brunei is not the only nation in the proposed agreement with a record of persecuting Christian believers. In neighboring Malaysia, Christians are sent to concentration camps for forced conversion to Islam. Vietnam requires churches to register with the communist authorities and monitors all prayer services and house churches are routinely attacked and priests have been murdered. You can find all of these stories and more at the website at wdeanshook.com. And as usual, when the dust settles and the smoke clears, I'll be bringing you more truth in the news and following up on the stories we covered today. Thank you for being here. I'm w. Dean Shook. You can get these full stories and more at wdeanshook.com. That's wdeanshook.com.